2: What have you seen in terms of how humanist culture has evolved? Since you know you've you've had, I think you said twenty eight years to kind of see the evolution. What have you noticed in terms of our culture having having shifted and changed? I mean, even in the, the nine years I've been here, it's been tremendous to watch um, just the commitment to associate well being and associate experience. Uh, but what have you
3: noticed? Well, I'll just uh, I'll, I'll say I'll say a couple of things to, to, to your. Point associate engagement we, we gosh for the first 15 years of my career I'm not sure we ever even tracked it so so um, you 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 manage things you monitor and track and, and uh, starting to track associate engagement w- when we did was I think a very important step and 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 how that's evolved and I think it just demonstrates how much we care about how our associates feel h- how they think uh, what's on their mind, and then how, as a management team, we we, we listen and learn and react, and and so so I, I think um, uh, getting getting more of a bottoms up view of, of our the pulse of our associates has been an important step, and I think that that has helped really evolve our our company and our culture and where we try to focus. So so that's one. Uh, two, I agree with you on well being. I, I think we do a lot for well being a lot more now relative than we did t- 10 years ago. And the, the focus on well-being and what, what we're trying to build and, and how, how we're trying to drive improved health and improved well-being across the associate base is, is important. My team and I, we sit down every year and we say, what are we going to focus on? And what we challenge um, ourselves to go do is, is listen to the needs of our associates. And, and I'll just give you one example. In Vicky Perryman's organization, this goes back three or four years, we found that, that, I guess, personal financial planning and financial acumen and budgeting was a real struggle for a lot of folks in our service organization. So we created some classes mm-hmm. uh, to help help teach and give people an opportunity to learn about how to think about managing some of their personal finances and budgeting and 401k. And, and then we created capacity and folks' schedules to allow them to go attend those classes and, and then what we saw over the few year period was a significant uptick in their view of their own personal uh, financial control and, and a, a significant uptick in, in the percent of members having 401k uh, contributions. And, and to me that was, that was us demonstrating how much we care about our associates well-being and putting it believing in, in believing our words and taking action. Uh, to help our associates be better because financial peace of mind is, is such an important part of everyday life. And the, the more we can help people there, that the better off they're going to be, you know, irrespective of whether they're a Humana associate or not. So, so those are just some, some examples. Yeah. And, and then the last one, this focus on improved health. If, if I rewound the clock 10 years ago, we weren't thinking that way. How do we drive improved and better health for our customers the same way we think about it today. We were thinking a lot about the insurance aspects of the organization, which are vitally important and, and I care a lot about, but but you know, I want that side by side with how are we focused on driving health outcomes and improving the experience and th- those things coupled with the insurance aspects I think create a lot of power and a unique way that we brand ourselves and a unique way that we drive value to customers and the federal government and the state governments in which we work
2: completely agree with that. There's, You said something about the importance of financial health, and it all comes down to, as Tim has all said, our member experience will never be better than our associate experience. And as we continue to get into this place of really caring for our members and ensuring that they have what they need to be successful, right, to be able to self-manage and care for themselves and have the resources to be successful, it has to start with our associates. You know, we have to make sure that the associates have that opportunity, too, so then that they can be a source of support for the members. So I, I love everything you just said and, and completely agree, and it's been pretty amazing watching that evolution, like I said, just over the past nine years. It's, it's what keeps us all committed and passionate about Humana and the work we're doing. You ask anyone, and we're all just so driven by that purpose. You know that sense of purpose and to your point earlier network resource groups add into that purpose as well um, including belonging um, so it's, it's just so cool how it all works together.
1: And I'll speak on pursuing financial freedom which is through your organization that has changed the, uh, the dynamics for the associates to they are pouring into their 401k more because they're understanding it more so so thank you for um, having that vision to create these classes uh, called pursuing financial freedom for the associates in, in your department and um, along with that i also think of how you're communicating with your town halls and how all the leaders are um, having these town halls that are that allows the associates to take part in or to hear a recorded version of them and, or, and uh, also to expand on that i think of the podcast that we're on now you have retail radio you're on retail radio quite often and so how often what's the cadence of retail radio tell me a little bit more about that
3: we, we, we try to do it quarterly mm. um, it's, it's been a really neat thing in terms of how it's caught on I, and, and just just another quick story um, all these podcasts that go on in the company now it all started with retail radio oh. so we we were the first and let me tell you how it started my, my communications leader Tisha DeBellis which a, a lot of folks know mm-hmm. Uh, she and I were having a one-on-one, and she was asking me. I, I have some back challenges, so I uh, I have to do a lot of exercises mm-hmm. to try to keep my back in order. So so she so we were talking about that, and I I, I was I was I, I was talking to her about the different podcasts that I listen to. I said these are great because I can just pull one up and listen to it whenever I want, and it gives me an opportunity to uh, you know get my mind off work and really listen to something that I. I find entertaining or educational, and and um, uh, when I said that to her, she was like, "Oh my God, we're going to create a podcast, and you're going to be on it." And I'm oh. like, "Tisha, leave me alone. I don't <laughs> have time for this." So, uh, so and and she went out and did it, and and we created Retail Radio, and and it's really it's really blossomed, and there's so many different podcasts across the enterprise now, and I think it's so great for associates because. Uh, you you can learn so much about the organization and about the people that work here and how they think and how we operate just by listening to podcasts and you can do it on uh you know on your own schedule which is which is just awesome
1: so good to know that you all were the first ones so we're we're the copycats
3: Oh, it's all good <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I want... yeah
0: jason bamble's awesome yeah we we uh we connected a little bit when we were first starting off. So good. um, And if someone wanted to hear retail radio, how could they go about listening?
3: Uh, They could. I think if you go to there's a retail Web page. And if you go to the retail Web page, you you should be able to see that on there and 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 find it and click on it. And if you can't, uh, it's a T. DeBellis at Humana dot com. Oh, there you go. Tisha would be. (laughs)
0: Tisha, some work. We'll put a link in the show notes to get you over to Retail Radio so that you awesome. can give it a listen. <laughs> okay. And in awesome. another
1: way, when I was on it the other day doing some research, you know, I just put in on the high page, right. Retail Radio, boop, popped up, and then click, there you are. Perfect. Yes. Perfect.
3: And it's, it's you know it's it's not me droning on and on. It's we we bring in different folks and uh, different perspectives. The last one we had our sales leaders and our our service leaders talking about. AEP planning and everything that's going on mm. there, and we, we've had some others focused on value-based care. We brought Bruce on, I think, last mm-hmm. year. So, so so Bruce and I uh, did a podcast. We had Jody Bilney on as well. So we have a variety of, of, of different people, and it, it, it can really help you understand from the leader's perspective uh, what it is our focus at, of, of their their particular organization and uh, what, what they're dealing with at that particular time of year. So it, it really is a, a neat thing.
1: It helps people like me connect the
3: dots. Awesome. Awesome.
1: You are listening to This Humana Life with co-hosts Terrid Lucia, Carmen Pantoja-Evans, Brittany Lemaire, and our special guest. Be sure to text THL to 239-355 to have new episodes sent straight to your mobile or share with us on Yammer at go slash THL.
0: Well, today's a very special day because it's actually the kickoff of AEP, which is our annual enrollment period. And uh, we actually sent out a little blast today to share with our listeners a little bit about what AEP is and what that means in the retail organization. So that was exciting. So thank you to all of our awesome MarketPoint folks out there that are getting ready to be in the field and very busy over the next
3: three months. A- agreed, and, and I, I hope they don't listen to this podcast until after December seventh because they're so busy selling new products. <laughs> yes, that, exactly.
0: Sell, so, sell, so, sell. So.
3: so, Alan, what advice do you have
1: for associates looking to get more involved in supporting women in the workplace? I
3: think it's a great question. I, I, I would tell you uh, be intentional uh, about about your support, and uh, you know, I I think of I think of, um, of some more broadly uh, and I think of diversity and inclusion more broadly than than women and and then color of, of skin I think of those are important aspects and we we have to be intentional about how we approach things but I also look at experiences uh, backgrounds uh, diversity I want diversity of thought mm. and you get divert different kinds of diversity of thought from different kinds of perspectives, G- genders, one, people of color, or another. How folks grew up, right? I mean, I, you know what I, I? I grew up. I grew up poor in in the south end of of this town, and um, my parents got divorced when I was fairly young, and so my mom worked full time to take care of me and. I had a you know older sisters and older brothers that that kept me in line and, and so the thing that really has has colored my life is is more uh, I know what it feels like to be poor and never wanting to be that again is is much more important to me than um, than, than than anything else in terms of what's driven me to be who who I am and and so uh, other folks think about those things differently and and so understanding. Understanding how you build teams and how you 're very intentional about building teams that have lots of different elements of diversity is very very important and and um, uh, you know if you take the top twenty five le- i 'm an accounting finance guy by training, and if you take the top twenty five leaders on, on in my organization there 's only really one or two that have the same kind of background mm-hmm. that I have and i 'm very intentional about mm-hmm. that because I don't want a bunch of finance accounting folks uh, all agreeing on the same thing because you don't get real diversity of thought that way. And so, so it's very important to me that we think through that. And, and uh, we, we go to great lengths uh, as, as uh, working with my HR partners to, to really look uh, across the spectrum of different organizations that, that, I, that I have and uh, we say, okay, how are we on diversity here? How are we on gender diversity? How are we on people of color? How are we on diversity of backgrounds? How are we on diversity of thought? And do we check all those boxes? And if one of them's out of balance, we've gotta try to put together a plan to get it in balance. And and uh, cause I I think having a good balance of of, uh, women in the workforce across all positions is one very important aspect of what we have to do. And if we feel like we're out of balance one way or the other, we got to go figure out how we address it to get back in balance. The same thing on people of color. The same thing on experiences. The same thing on backgrounds. Because I I want people coming from uh, coming at problems and solutions from all sides. And how do we how do we look at things from different perspectives? Because it's those different perspectives is what will lead you to the best outcome and the best solution. So, so that, that's one way, that's, that's how I think about diversity broad, broadly. Um, you know, in terms of, of um, I would also say fostering um, mentor relationships is, has, been, has been one way that, that I've, I've also helped a number of associates, uh, uh, male and female. And I also want to have a good balance as I think about my mentoring relationships. Because uh, those those are important. Those are very very important. And and, and as folks want to get involved, I I would challenge them to get more involved in mentoring circles and one on one mentoring relationships, uh, and and get to know folks. Because um, unless you really spend a lot of time talking to me and understanding who I am and what I'm about, you're not going to know what really drives me, and and what what what's in my mind. And and understanding. Uh, women leaders and other leaders and and who they are and where they want to go and what drives them and how they think and what their background is and what motivates them, you'll do them a disservice in terms of giving them advice for their career if you don't understand Mm -hmm. all those things about them. You won't always get that from a mentoring circle, so you've got to be careful about high-level advice versus deep, more personal advice. And the one-on-one mentoring is, is, is where you can really get to know and connect with someone and really help them grow in, in their career and in their life. And that's, uh, that, that's very important to me, and I've, I've tried to do that with all of uh, the mentoring relationships that I have.
1: That's all fantastic advice from uh, diversity, all the way to m- mentoring. You encapsulate it perfectly. And uh, we appreciate you so much, Alan. I always like to ask the question: What's the story you don't get to tell enough?
3: Oh gosh, you know, for me, this story—it's—it's it's not really a story uh, so much as just a how, how proud I am of the folks in in my organization that I've been able to help along the way, and and I look at uh, I look at folks like Susan Diamond, and she sits on the management team now, and then Susan Smith, how how, how far she's advanced. Uh, in, in her career and the great things that jeff fernandez is, is is doing now and the the wonderful relationship i have with donna hunley mm. uh, and 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 what she's been able to do and uh i'm really proud of, to have her roman back in the back in the enterprise after after uh, her sabbatical at devita and and uh I'm just I'm, I'm lucky to have been able to work with all these wonderful leaders uh, through throughout the enterprise. and if I've done anything to help foster their careers in some small way, I take a great great amount of pride uh, in, in doing that. my My number one job now isn't really to run the business. Uh, my number one job is to support the leaders that we have in retail that are running the business and help them learn and grow in their career. And then, that that's that's what I've tried to do throughout my career, and that's that's, uh, you know, be connected to people that can help me learn and grow, and I think that's in part what's made me successful, and and I feel an obligation to be able to do that for the associates in the retail organization that's uh, believed in, in me and our our um, mission enough to take a chance on us, and so hopefully that that hopefully that answers your question, but that, that's that's something I think about a lot, and that I really care about.
1: I think it's fantastic that, that is what awesome. you're not always. I love us. Yes. yes, and that you've helped um, build some folks and and you've acknowledged it. And so Alan, thank you so much. We appreciate your time. We know it's valuable. Your insight, your your vision, your intelligence, your kindness, um, your generosity to to build others up i'm so, not
3: nearly as many of those things as you just oh, said I am, well but that's in, okay in this, sort, in this little <laughs> bit of
1: time that i've spoken with you i've heard this especially the you know what you chose to speak about as the story you don't get to tell enough is about the folks that you've uh, been around that's awesome okay. appreciate it thank you yeah
3: you guys have a thank great you. day all right thanks
1: thanks yeah. and that's it for this episode
2: You can share with us on buzz at go forward slash THL. And don't forget to
0: subscribe by texting THL to 239355. We want to thank you for spending time with us this week. We can use our guiding behaviors and speak up with candor to share our Humana stories through this podcast. Let's keep the conversation going together about this Humana life.
1: Until next time, be intentional,
0: stay curious, and inspire others.